Hello, this is Alonzo Bowden welcoming you to Who's Paying Attention, episode 32. This will probably be the last episode of the year. The production office is shutting down for the holidays. So uh, let's start off with, um, I don't know, this is a mixed week. Okay, I want to start out, I wish everyone a happy holiday season, um, happy Hanukkah, I know it's past, but I hope you enjoyed it, if that's what you celebrate, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, hell, I wish you a, a happy Festivus, if that's what you're into. Um, that's the good part, it's the holiday season, the The sad part, um, obviously, the whole nation is, is covered with uh, grief, um, Covered by the Paul of the Newtown shootings. Um, we don't know why. I don't think we'll ever know why. Some nutcase shoots 20 kids and six teachers and his mother. And, you know, the, the aftermath is a lot of talk. And if you say that, well, Alonzo, you're just another talker. Shut the hell up. I, 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 go ahead. I mean, you have the right to say that. Um, I, I got to put my opinion out there. Uh, Barack Obama, it is time. For action, I, I just keep thinking about Sean Connery's line from the movie The Untouchables. What are you prepared to do? What are you willing to do? Listen, people, there, there has to be some kind of ban on assault rifles. And, and I'm going to talk about that more. But but now's the time. And Barack Obama has the political capital to do it. I mean, he has the support of the nation. It was it was it's sad with you know i'm not discounting the the senseless murders in chicago and so much other gun violence but you know a, a mass shooting at an elementary school is what brought the nation to focus that we need to do something and barack obama to his credit he showed up he he made powerful speeches he was there reading the kids names um you know and and great for that but now what are you going to do i mean i found it interesting that in the Sunday morning talk shows, none of the pro-gun people showed up. You know, the senators and congressmen who are supported by the NRA. None of them had anything to say on Sunday. But but it's, it is political and it's not political. It's a tragedy. But let's face it, anything in this country is political. So what are they going to do? Um, I think my personal opinion on guns, I have friends who like guns. I get the gun thing. I'm, I'm okay with it. I... I think guns should be registered and, and controlled just like cars, right? I don't understand it. There's no problem with registering your car. There's no problem with if I sell a car to another private party, I that party has to register it and I do a release of liability. So I let the evil government know that the car has changed hands. If you're caught driving an unregistered car, they can confiscate the car, at least in California. The police can tow it away. I don't know what the rules are in your state. And, you know, you when you buy a car, they, the government registers it. They know you bought it and so on. I don't see why we can't have the same thing with guns. And regarding assault weapons, and, and this is interesting because I have a friend who is a gun collector. He's a competitive shooter and so on. And, and obviously... Uh, very pro-gun guy and he said you know the term assault weapons is deceptive because any weapon can be an assault weapon when used in an assault and we're talking about military style uh, guns uh, with large capacity magazines and semi-automatic can be converted to fully automatic and I told him he's got to help us non-gun people like the thing for gun people to do now is educate non-gun people and and my comparison to cars it's like you can buy any car you want, but you can't buy 
an Indy race car to drive to 7-Eleven. Okay, well, you can if you're Jay Leno, but the rest of us can't drive race cars on the street. I love how Jay does that. Anyway, <laughs> that's, the, um, that's the deal. So to the reasonable gun owners, I say help us by educating us as to what types of guns they are, what they're used for, why you would need this, why you wouldn't need that. Maybe trained people uh, are more equipped to own certain guns. I don't know. I'm not going to speak to that. But but the idea of walking into Walmart and buying a semi-automatic gun and an 80-round clip with no identification and walking out, that day is gone. That I'm sorry, that day is gone. And the argument that maybe if the teachers were armed, no, we... I don't, I don't think anyone wants to live. I certainly don't want to live in a country where we have to arm our kindergarten teachers. And not only that, you're looking at the psychology of killing someone. It's not easy to kill somebody. So, so I don't think a 24-year-old who's out of college and teaching the second grade is ready to kill somebody. You know, it's not an easy thing. That trigger's not easy to pull. And and I don't speak from experience, but I have spoken to people who have been in that situation. It's not easy to pull that trigger. So, you know, let politicians get some balls, all right? Take on the extreme faction of the NRA that says no rules ever from government, okay? Um, ignore the paranoid faction that says the government's out to get us. Look, the Second Amendment was written in a time of muskets, okay? If you want a musket, that you have to, you know, load through the, through the barrel and pack down and drop in your ball of lead shot. All right, you can have that unregulated. We'll let you have a musket. But anything more modern, we need some form of regulation. And again, talking to my buddy who owns guns and knows about guns, I understand that, you know, he was talking about home invasion. You know, in that situation, you want to own a gun. And you, you definitely... I think should be entitled to own a gun to protect yourself, but we got to have something more sane than what we have now. I also say we need to look at other countries, you know, and again, a sin to the extreme right. But yeah, we need to look at why Canada and Australia and other countries that do have guns and have hunters and so on don't have these mass shootings that we do. And um, I'm sorry, but those countries also have video games and rap music and rock and roll. So we can't blame that. And I'm going to tell you, um, a good thing was there was, there was a pastor in Washington, D.C., and I wish I had saved the article, but he spoke out the same way. He said, we need to, to do something about guns. We need to challenge the NRA. And it was kind of nice to see somebody pro-life speaking for life after the kid is born, because it's always, you know, sacred before he's born. And once he's born, send him to war and kill his ass. So it's nice to see that life is sacred after being born. And I will warn you about this, NRA. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Nobel Peace Prize winner, Lema Gabawi. And I know I butchered that name, but she said it's time for the mothers to come together on this gun issue. Now, you ask the drunk drivers what happens when the moms organize. If the moms of the United States organize against guns, things are going to change real quick. And and maybe that's what it'll take. Maybe that's what they should do. But um, but if it's mothers against guns, boy, them guns will be gone quick because mothers are organized and they vote. It, I, again, it's a shame that this tragedy becomes a political thing. I just wish there could be some sane compromise. And, and even that, 
and, and believe me, the insanity works on both sides. I got a call from Current TV to do one of their talk shows. And when I said that, you know, I get the gun thing and I compare it to my passion for motorcycles and some have a passion for other things people consider dangerous. It might be, I don't know, snowboarding or or whatever that people think, oh, that's dangerous. You should be regulated anyway. They wanted to make me out to be a pro gun guy because I said that I don't believe all guns should be banned, that people who respect and collect, appreciate, shoot competitively, whatever. So they wanted to set me up and I was like, mm, no, not going to work because that's the other extreme. No guns at all, which which I think is unfair. Like um, like my friend said, you know, if if that was the rule, there wouldn't be a car made that does more than 75 miles an hour. Because, well, outside of a certain highway in Texas, that's the maximum speed limit throughout the nation. So once again, can we find some, wait a minute, I was about to say some sane compromise. Forgive me. I forgot what nation we're in. Can we do something? (laughs) Mr. Obama, to quote Sean Connery, what are you willing to do? And yeah, I did quote Sean Connery without butchering an impression of his accent. Now, here was another and, and sadly, the same day in China, there, there was uh, a psychopath, 36 year old man rampages through an elementary school with a knife and he wounded 22 kids and an 85 year old woman. Now, here's the big difference. People say, well, see, it's the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. Yes, it is the same kind of crazy. But when you rampage with a knife, you don't kill everybody. You know why? Because you could stop a knife with a good swing from a Louisville slugger. I'm thinking about a 32 ounce. About a 32 ounce with a home run swing, knife attacker is down. You can't swing a bat at bullets. But it's the same kind of crazy, but yeah, there is a difference. So what are we gonna do? Uh, We have to do something against, and with all due respect to gun owners, I'm not an expert, I'm not trying to play an expert, but what we commonly know as assault weapons, which is the military style, um, multi-shot rifle with the giant clip. And, and the thing about having clips that have 30, 40, 50 or more rounds, you, you got a hard sell to say we need that. I'm, I'm going to say we don't. I'm going to say we don't. You know, when you're out hunting them jackrabbits, I know they're fast, but you don't need 50 rounds to take out all the jackrabbits. Now, you might need 50 rounds to take out a wild boar charging you, but what the hell are you doing in a position where a wild boar is charging your ass? Okay? Um, one more time, and for the last time I'll say it, uh, hearts go out to the families of the Newtown murder victims and anybody who's lost a child to gun violence. It, it is unspeakable. It is impossible to know how much you're hurting over losing your child. And I mean, like in Chicago or anywhere else, it may have happened. God bless you. And uh, wow, the saddest thing would be those unopened Christmas presents. I can't even imagine it. So so I hope we as a nation come together in a sane way and do something about this, okay? Um, and, and lastly, on the topic of sanity and guns and murder, and then I'm gonna move on. Um, Michael David Dunn, the, the Florida guy who shot Jordan Davis, because they were playing their music too loud in the SUV, has been charged with first-degree murder. So there is a little hope that the system works. Apparently, if you roll up on a truck and the music's loud and there are kids in it and no weapons, shooting the kid and killing him is not standing your ground. So there's hope for us, okay? 
I'm done. Off the soapbox now. Let's get back to the to the funny, to the ridiculous. And you know what that means? It's politics time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> PolitiFact, who who are the guys who watch the political ads and and you know they they had a ball this past presidential election. Um, they picked a winner. the The biggest lie in the in the cycle, the biggest the worst campaign ad. The biggest lie told was when Romney said that. I, and and it's hard to figure out exactly what he said it, but he said that jeeps are going to be made. The jeeps are going to be made in China. Here it is. Um, President Obama sold Chrysler to Italians who are going to build jeeps in China. Yeah, um, totally wrong. And it won number one on the list of lies. And and what's going to happen is some jeeps that are used in china will be made in china but just like we we manufacture japanese cars here in the united states for use in the united states anyway congratulations mitt at least you won something (laughs) boehner ah geez here we go the fiscal cliff ladies and gentlemen are you looking over the fiscal cliff are you standing on the edge of the fiscal cliff perhaps perhaps we can go uh parasailing off the fiscal cliff perhaps some some I don't know. We'll, we'll fly kites off of the fiscal cliff. Okay, here's here's the latest in this one, and I hate to dismiss it as nonsense, but it's just politicians again, just talking. So now Boehner says they'll agree to increasing tax on millionaires, not not 250 grand and above, but on millionaires. But we have to cut Medicare. Um, you have to stop unemployment for long-term unemployed people. And other entitlements. You know, that word entitlement, yeah, you know, Social Security is an entitlement. Well, I know you've been paying into it all your life, but it's an entitlement to get your money back. You know, health insurance is an entitlement. How dare you think you should have health insurance and, and so on? Um, I guess it's it's a, a weak attempt at a compromise, but no, when we're, we're not buying it. People aren't aren't that stupid. So you know, they, we're not going to raise the debt ceiling. You remember the debt ceiling fiasco. And so they'll just keep talking with their secret negotiations and blah, blah, blah. I will say this for the Republican position, the raising the age of Medicare. That makes sense. People live a lot longer. So so instead of 62 or 65, maybe we should raise it to 70. But we can't do that tomorrow. You know, you got to You got to kind of phase that in over time. So. Here we are heading for the fiscal cliff as Congress heads on vacation. And again, I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love when Congress is on vacation because that that's a week or two weeks. They're not screwing us a week or two weeks. They're not screwing up. So so you guys go ahead and go on vacation and we'll see what we could do. And, and uh, yeah, so much for that nonsense. All right. What else we got going on in this crazy world? Barack Obama is taking corporate donations for the second inaugural. The first inaugural, he said, nope, no way, we're not taking them. Don't want to be beholden to corporate interests, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Funny what four years will do. Now he's like, all right, bring on that corporate money. And I think that that all politicians should just wear NASCAR suits with the names of their sponsors on them so we know who's getting the money from who. But they say they'll be vetting and they say there'll be no favors given after you donate money to that inauguration. We'll see. I, I don't know. I think you're learning. 
That's what I say. Whenever I see a politician become more corrupt, I'm like, well, you're learning. It's how the, how the game works. So Obama's taking corporate stuff. Is it bad? I don't even judge it as bad. I just judge it as inevitable. So just just slap a, you know, thing on your back and let's see what corporation's paying for you. That would be great. Then we'd know who to root for, right? You, you could have the Tide politician going against the Mountain Dew politician, just like good old NASCAR. What could be more American than that? Did I say American? I meant American. Take that A out. I'm sorry. All right, let's move on to crazy. And, and you know something? I'm happy about this. California is reclaiming crazy because, oh, Florida, you've been nuts for a long time. But here it is. First thing, we're going to take down the digital billboards. You know, the moving billboards in the west side of L.A. that you look at and see hot women and TV shows and so on, and you crash into the person in front of you. Yeah, seems the judges said no. It's a bad idea. They were only put up because, now again, corporate sponsorship, they went up because the city council made a special legal settlement to a lot. See, they were illegal in the first place. But Clear Channel and CBS Outdoor somehow made a side deal with the L.A. City Council to put up these digital billboards in a test or experiment or whatever the hell the ruling was. And the judges said, all right, no, take them down. So they said that, you know, CBS and Clear Channel, like, well, removal of the lucrative signs would be grossly excessive. Well, we can't take away the flashing signs causing car accidents, can we? Yes, we can. So good on you, judges. But is crazy, is crazy done? No, California crazy ain't done. Here's a great one. The California City Council. Now, how about this? Okay. And keep in mind, city councilmen probably ain't paying their parking tickets. They passed a ban on parking at broken parking meters. The state passed a law that said, look, if the parking meter is broken, you can park there for free. Right? Give the man a break. The meter don't work. So the L.A. City Council said, no, if the parking meter is broken, you can't park there. You're going to get a ticket. Sons of bitches can't even get a break with a broken parking meter. Come on, give us a fair shot in the game. If the meter don't work, I should be allowed to park there for free. But the city council says, no, we can't. And finally, and here's a law that that may have taken just a little while to straighten out. (laughs) I'm sorry I laugh. And I don't laugh when I do my act, but I laugh when I read some of this nonsense. Back in the 50s, in the 50s, 1950s, California had a law that helped state senators and assembly members, etc., to get their vehicle expenses paid. You know why? Because back in the 50s, you didn't have Southwest. You couldn't jump on a plane and fly from L.A. to Sacramento or from Fresno or San Jose to Sacramento to take care of business. So they said, OK, we'll help you with your car expense. And, the, and basically, the state said it would pay 90 percent of the monthly cost of a car on a four year lease up to $350. So if you had a $500 car payment, they'd pay $350, you pay $150. They're paying 90%, so 10% of the use is yours. That That's what the law says. Now you hand a law like that to politicians, and what do you get? <laughs> you get politicians using cars for uh, totally for personal use and charging the government every penny. Senator Bob Dutton, $6,000 in repairs done to his 2005 Chevy Tahoe, then he bought it from the state for $12,000 in campaign funds and sold it to a dealership for $11,000. <laughs> you, it, it's in their blood. It's in their blood. They're, they're just, I'm sorry. 
politicians, you're just no good. This law is 60 years old. Another senator had the state foot the bill for an $80 set of center caps for his Escalade. Because, you know, you can't roll in an Escalade without caps on them rims. So they finally changed the law. So they're all running now to get their cars fixed before this takes effect in January. Lowlifes. But good for California competing with Florida for lowlife and crazy. Now, let's wrap it up with television. Have you heard about this guy, Rob Parker? Uh, Rob Parker is an idiot sportscaster who was on First Take. First Take is a is a show on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith and and I forget the other guy's name, but it's one of the. It's like it's as if Gossip Girl did sports. They they try to be controversial and cutting edge. You you know Stephen A. Smith. He talks like this, sir, and you have disrespected the sport. And and it's all hype and controversy. So they bring on this idiot Rob Parker. And Rob Parker says that RG3, Robert Griffin III, might, you know, be a cornball brother because I I don't even know why. Because this is what he said, because Robert Griffin III, who, if you don't know, is a black quarterback, plays for the Washington Redskins because he has a white girlfriend and possibly is Republican. He may be a cornball brother. This is that old argument. You know, he speaks too well and blah, 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 blah. Listen, listen. This is what you're saying, Rob Parker. You're saying that unless you're ignorant, you're not really black. How about we turn that around and say, unless you're smart, you're not really black so we can get rid of black people like you. Maybe it's not RG3 who's not down with the movement. Maybe it's you, you idiot. Jeez. So ESPN suspended the guy and I'm sure the Klan will be happy to pick him up. Um, Robert Griffin III might be Republican. You know something? You know who else said he was a Republican? Charles Barkley. He said, hey, man, I'm rich. I don't want to pay taxes. I'm Republican. I don't think he still is. I think he voted for Barack Obama, but I remember when he said it. So if RG3 signed a $20 million bonus and says, I don't want to pay taxes, I'm not hating him on that. You know, who he's engaged to? What the hell do I care who he's engaged to? He's a hell of a quarterback. And Robert Griffin handled the question perfectly. He said that he doesn't identify himself as an African-American quarterback or the first black quarterback, this or that. But he understands that people do identify him that way and he's cool with it. So kudos to Robert Griffin III for being a real black man who's smarter than Rob Parker, who's a real black asshole. All right. And finally, and finally, and, and this definitely goes in the category of why the hell not? Justin Bieber has a deal for a sitcom. That's right. You heard me. Justin Bieber's doing a sitcom on ABC. Why not? You know, you, you had the pet sitcom starring the monkey. That failed. I think that was over on Fox. So if the monkey can't make it work, maybe the Beeb can. Good for you, Justin Bieber. I, this Justin Bieber thing, I don't even get it. You know, a couple of weeks ago, a murder for hire plot to take him out. Now he's got a sitcom. What the hell next? Why Why don't he have a baby mama by now? Shouldn't he have a Kardashian pregnant or something like that? The Beeb is, is slowing down. Remember, he was driving his Fisker at 100 miles an hour. And this kid's only, what, 19, 20 years old? I don't even know. But give him a sitcom. Why shouldn't you? Just because there's 10,000 comedians who could be doing a sitcom. You wouldn't want a comic doing a sitcom. You know, situation comedy. Wouldn't want a comic doing it. And I'm not even talking about me. I'm talking about one of these young, hip, good-looking comics that they give TV shows to. Listen, that ship has sailed in my book, and I'm okay with that. But I think we got a few comics 
who come to mind before Justin Bieber. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one out here paying attention. Listen, coming up January 3rd through 6th, I'll be at Caroline's in New York City. Please come out and check out the show. I just thank you again, Washington, D.C. I recorded my new CD at the Improv this past week. It's going to be phenomenal. That's I'm hoping to release that in March. Uh, tentative title, He Had Me at Black, but we'll see. I love you guys for listening. Happy holidays. Be safe. Congress, take a vacation. Leave us alone. Good night. And I forgot something. The Mayans. In the unlikely event that the world does end on the 21st, uh, it's been fun. It's been real. I don't even know if you'll hear this. You know, I doubt if it'll be on your list of last things to do before the world ends. But hey, I'll see you on the other side. Some go up. Some will go down. I don't know which end, which side of the coin I'm going to end up on, but I'll see you there. So hopefully we make it to December 22nd. But if it all ends December 21st, I was in debt. And you know what that means. I won. See ya. See ya.